Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Give it to me! Oh, hello everyone. I'm Molly Wood. And I'm Tom Merritt. Welcome to It's a Thing, the podcast about trends, things we just learned, stuff we're pretty sure is hot right now in some part of the country, maybe not yours, maybe not ours. You know, stuff we like to talk about. Thanks for joining us. If you're explaining this to a friend, you can say like, oh, it's about cultural trends. But really, it's secretly unlocking the secrets of the world. Yes. It totally is. I don't <laughs> it is. think it's overstating this podcast at all to Not say a that bit. that's exactly what we're doing. Not a bit. Mm-hmm. You will, because conspiracy theories are very popular on YouTube these days, we have to pitch it that way. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Illuminati, smash the like button. Yeah. <laughs> don't let the deep state tell you otherwise. <laughs> There was a a not very brief period in time when my son went around constantly saying Illuminati confirmed. (laughs) Just like in response to anything, you know, dinner's ready. Illuminati Illuminati confirmed. confirmed. That's great. I'm going to start doing that now. I know. It is really pretty delightful. I'm not going to lie. That's the best thing. It went on a little too long, as things do when you're an adolescent. Oh, yeah. But uh, still pretty funny. Yeah. Pretty funny. Well done. So on today's uh, show, we're going to confirm the Illuminati. Boom. We are. We are going to get to the bottom of a lot of things, a lot of mysteries on today's show. Uh, <laughs> okay. sh- shall I start with the please mystery do. that occurred to me at a Japanese restaurant last weekend? Yes, please do. Uh, I was at a lovely, lovely Japanese restaurant in Studio City, California. Um, <laughs> great place. Great food run by uh, Japanese people. Uh, not that you can't have a Japanese restaurant not run by Japanese people, but, you know, that's going to be important here in a second. Uh, okay. So we're sitting there, Eileen and I, my wife, having some, uh, she was having some saba shiyaki, uh, which is like a mackerel. I was having a uh, chicken curry, katsu, and a group of four women come in and sit down at the table next to us. And I cannot not overhear things when I'm in a restaurant. If I'm not actively talking uh, or listening to the person across from me, if there's silence in our conversation, or even sometimes when the other person across from me is talking, I just can't help overhearing things. So I'm overhearing these women talk about how they all sneaked away from their families today. They didn't tell them where they were going. And some of their sons had things and some of their daughters had things. And they were all giggling about how they all sneaked away to have a Japanese dinner. And I'm, I was charmed by this. I'm like, oh, that's cute. You know, they all, they all found some me time to hang out with their friends. Isn't that adorable? And then in the course of their conversation, and again, I'm not trying to eavesdrop. I just can't help over here. One of them <laughs> says about a woman that she's been telling a story about who's not there. You know, she's a total tiger mom. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, I've never heard that before. What is that? Is that a thing? So I uh, I text Molly Wood, and yep. I'm like, have you heard of the Tiger Mom, Molly Wood? <laughs> and I go, oh, yeah, that's been a thing for a while. And I send him a couple of links, and we talk about the author. 
and he's like, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, let's do that. I want to do this on the show. And I say, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Some well, things and, I should tell you yes. include yes, well, and and that would that's that's exactly why I want to do it on the show because yep. I heard this thing and I'm like, well, that's a weird phrase. I don't know. I guess I can kind of guess what it means, uh, but it did not actually mean anything close to what I, I I thought it meant, and apparently has a whole controversial history behind it because of the author of the book. Right, who has gotten more controversial since. This is the part where we're going to back up and say what it is. In case yes. you also, like Tom, had not heard this phrase before, Tiger Mom was a part of the uh, part of the title of a book about parenting that uh, came out a few years back. I'm going to Google it by Amy Schwa. I'm Which certain that, that I'm saying that wrong. When you first told me that, I was kind of disappointed. I was like, oh, it's just the name of a book. I thought it was like a phrase that kind of <laughs> evolved on its own, but all right. It was called Battle Hymn of the Tiger Mother, and it came out in 2011. And I was laughing because Tom was like, have you heard of this? And I'm like, yeah, dude, we all we all read this book. Like, yeah, we yeah. all read it because we were like, what are we? Because it's just like, what are we, we doing wrong? Everything. And she just it's about it describes a very strict style of parenting that uh, she describes as essentially being typical for immigrant Chinese parents. And OK, so. It became then like problematic because when you would say tiger mom, you were stereotyping Asian parents in particular. Uh huh. Right. And, and that's, then, yeah. Mm, yeah. That's, totally. that's tricky though because dear friend Roger Chang, who is son of uh, Taiwanese immigrants uh, and roots in China, talks about the strict parenting of, of his culture all the time. So that, you know, the strict culture part is certainly a real thing. Fresh off the boat, the television show often uh, pokes fun at the mother character being strict about after school and getting A's and all and plays into all of that stuff. So that 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 is a thing out there in in the world. Right. And in fact, in 2014, not that long after, there was a really big study um, and all this research, I will put the link in the show notes, that that attempted to get to the bottom of this and look at whether, in fact, Asian American students performed better mm. in school um, and whether, in fact, there was like a, a sort of a cultural reason behind that and it kind of said yes a little bit that they, that it really is there are some priorities that are different that mm-hmm. you know american that american students are more like slackers so time did this piece that essentially said that according to this large study the tiger mom effect is real i'm reading their headline that's their headline and that's the strict the in other words the the idea of being a strict parent and 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 being very Closely involved in the academic performance of your child, right? Am I am I getting mm-hmm. that right? Yep, exactly. And the the book, the Amy Schwab book, was really it. It was like a mommy dearest style mm. retelling of this kind of parenting, and it was really harsh. Ouch. Um, okay. Yeah, it's not a it's not a like a fun read. It's just she sort of describes herself. It's like a memoir, but it isn't. It's interesting because like if you look it up on Urban Dictionary, it sounds like. The it it what Urban Dictionary says is that it showed up in Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, hmm. the Joy Luck Club, hmm. uh, some 2006 movie called Vitus Vitus. Okay, V I T U S. Sure, sounds wrong. I don't really know. <laughs> I don't really know, but it but it's like it's this super. It's really interesting, and I hear people say it, but then if you like do a web search for is it racist to call someone a tiger mom, 
it's just it got a little bit messy. And then apparently, yeah. Well, because because I've actually had this conversation with Roger because my grandparents who were my, my grandfather, particularly who was the son of German immigrants, had this same attitude and with with right. my mom, who was his daughter, and even with us, his grandchildren, about being very strict and you need to get A's and and, and all of that. Uh, and and I, I feel like I think that's just very a natural outcome of being an immigrant which is like Mm -hmm. i worked really hard to get us over here and start a better life wherever here is whether it's the united states or someone else somewhere else so don't blow it right you you kid are my legacy uh and i'm gonna i'm gonna set you up for success um i and and so where it gets tricky is not the concept i think that's a real concept it's just calling it tiger mom sounds like maybe it only applies to Asians and the book being written by a, an Asian woman then become it starts to attach a lot of things to it unfortunately yeah and I think that and then I think people start to attach it as a term for like a sort of a denigrating term yeah like oh she's such a tiger Asian mom. parents yeah, exactly yeah. and they mean it in a disapproving way mm-hmm. and so yes it, it got to be this like kind of loaded term um, even though I think you're right. And I, but I think Tom, like you raise a really good point, which is like a lot of the people that I know who are first generation talk a lot about just like immigrant culture. She's like, I have this one woman who constantly jokes about keeping all of her money under her mattress. Mm-hmm. And she'll be like, I'm an immigrant. I'm putting all my money under my mattress and yeah. I'm studying hard in school. And she's a Cuban immigrant, you know, but it just like, I think you're absolutely right that some of it, it gets ascribed to Asian culture when it really, it's sort of more like it's the, if you are really working hard to succeed, then yeah. you try harder. And a lot of a lot of like American kids <laughs> don't have to work that hard, maybe to succeed. Well, and I also know that there's there there are plenty of people who aren't. Which is also an overstatement, clearly. Yeah, it was anyway, like there there are plenty of people who aren't first generation immigrants who have parents who are really strict <laughs> and make them work hard, right? It's like any of these sort of things. Like nothing's universal. Right. Um, it just may be more prevalent naturally because of conditions. And I'm sure there are people who are immigrants who don't crack down so hard on, on their children too. The, no, nothing's universal, and where it goes, where it becomes troublesome for me, and and the whole reason I'm bringing it up is is kind of pointing out like these days when you overhear something, you can't just start using it, right? Totally, because you don't know exactly. the whole. I had no, I just thought like, oh, tiger mom sounds like a fun slang term for somebody that means something, and I'm not sure what it is, and I didn't bother looking it up. I just went to Molly, uh, my personal mom Wikipedia, uh, <laughs> and and I'm glad I did. Because I'm, I'm like, oh, yeah, no, I don't really want to wade into the, start throwing that term around and have somebody go, do you really know what you're saying? And have somebody be like, you know, that's a little, I know, exactly. And it is one of those things where uh, it's very hard to draw the, also, I'm convinced that Tom was trying to get revenge on me a little bit for making him talk about <laughs> waxing and bidets. Like, Certainly not consciously. Have, I don't know. Maybe a super uncomfortable conversation about like problematic racial terms. Those are the best conversations. Though, trick Molly into making a wide-ranging and, statement that says like, all American kids are spoiled brats um yay good job me um but no it, it is like this is one of those things too where it my son has this like really woke history teacher and his history teacher oh, right, is yeah. always telling him that certain things are racist mm-hmm. this is racist this mm-hmm. is racial profiling this is that this is that and there are times when i'm like well is there can we find a middle ground between racist and problematic like yeah it, is it and i think tiger mom is something that falls squarely into it just became problematic it yeah. just got like a little it got messy it and kicked then over the line it got even messier b- 
because Amy Schwa, and I just can't wait to get the corrections because I know I'm saying this wrong, but then wrote um, a couple more books that were basically about tribalism and identity that okay. people really came after her for. She, I mean, suffice to say, she wrote a couple of books that upset people after that, you know? Yeah. It, yes. it doesn't even matter what they were about, to be honest. For similar days. reasons, because yeah. she sort of lumped together, mm-hmm. you know, certain groups of people and people from different countries and and, and yeah. attempted to say these people from these countries are like this. This tribe is like this. And it's just not the it just didn't. It's not the time to have that conversation. So uh, when does the game start? There we go. I We're think all... This is the escape room. We should look for clues. What are we looking for here? Anything that looks like a puzzle or a code. It looks like an oven dial. That's just a bit of the trailer for the movie <laughs> Escape Room. <laughs> just, we, I wanted to escape. I would like to escape this conversation to my thing, which is uh, escape rooms, which it turns out, and it, this is definitely one of those things where, like, no, it's not a brand new thing, but I think we have hit peak escape room because now there was a movie about it there was like some low budget horror movie that i did not see or didn't even know was a thing until i started looking stuff up about escape rooms because i was like these are kind of a huge thing right now yeah it had uh, one of the 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 lady uh from um daredevil and uh true blood she's in it oh really yeah which lady uh baby jessica from true blood no, that didn't help. The Daredevil she's, one would have helped. Well, she's the she's the secretary at the beginning of Daredevil, and then she becomes a journalist by the end. Oh, okay. Karen. Karen, thank you. Yes, totally. I'm like, <laughs> nice, right? I'm like, go with the Marvel Universe. That will help me more. <laughs> Fair enough. Karen. Um, anyway, escape rooms are a thing. Have you ever been to one? No. Me but I, I I will I will back you up on them being a thing. Because uh, I definitely noticed when I was in Hawaii that the place that used to be a Borders in the mm-hmm. uh, Whalers Village shopping center is now mm-hmm. an escape room. Oh, really? I mean, it had to become something. But that's hilarious. There was uh, an article in USA Today about 10 months ago talking about what a thing they are. And it basically said that in 2014... There were only 22 escape rooms in the entire United States. And now there are about, or as of, you know, late 2018, mid 2018, there were about 2,300. And they're still just like popping up left and right. And I, when they first came around, I had a few friends who were way into them and, and going to do them and raving about them. And I thought, okay, well, this is a, this is a thing for a certain kind of person, not claustrophobic <laughs> probably um but they're first of all i've had some other people who kind of claustrophobic like no that doesn't it's not like that it's not like escape from an elevator right at least most of them right um it's just puzzle solving i thought they i thought all of them were scary because i got invited right i thought so too my friend had a birthday party that was a scary one and i was like no i don't want to go to that but apparently they're not like a lot of them are themed some of them are for kids there might be like branded ones like jurassic park ones or something I yeah, it's apparently there's a, quite a range of them, and in fact, you know it's a big deal because within the last couple of weeks here, somebody made one on Fortnite. <laughs> oh yeah, an escape maze in creative. Yeah, huge, huge. Yeah, but it it's puzzle solving, and apparently, so I have some friends who were telling me that they just did one, 
And I think they're pretty hard. Like, I think it's not one of those things where you always succeed. In fact, they said that uh, this woman told them that only about 20% of the people who went through that escape room actually, like, got all the puzzles right and, and won. This fills a need, and I'm not sure it fills it for me, but I think it fills a need that I have noticed where you want to leave the house, right? You just want to go out and do something. It's a nice day out, and you want to get outside uh, your house, but you don't want to eat because you either are on a diet and you can't eat anything anywhere, or you just ate at home and you're trying to save money. You don't want to shop because you're trying to save money. Uh, What else is there? In the United States of America, that's pretty much it, right? Oh, you can see a movie. Oh, well, I don't want to see trapped in a room. You're hilarious. <laughs> well, I think I think for some people, it's like I I don't I want to do something, but what are my options? I could shop, eat, or see a movie. I guess you yeah. can go bowling. You know, you could you could. I feel like I'm about to be your mom right now. You can go outside and go for a hike and enjoy nature. Some people don't like that though, or you might not be in the mood, or, or it's a little too cold. Or, yeah, that's true. Apparently, uh, according to the USA Today article, and this really made me laugh, laugh, they said escape rooms popularity coincides with the rise of social media and nerd culture. Mm, I can see that because of the puzzle aspect, right? Yeah. You yeah. totally get to show off how smart you are. Right, right. And potentially be the like obnoxious leader of the group that finds out how, you know, they gets to be the smartest one in the room. It's a whole thing. Oh, my God. Rich, our producer, put a link and said there are zombie escape rooms. That's not funny. No, not that's in, unacceptable. Yeah. No. Actually, my friends who went told me about that too. They were like, "You should go to one of those zombie ones." I'm like, "Have you lost your mind? Have you met me? <laughs> I am the biggest chicken in the world. There's no way that I'm going to a zombie. I won't even do the like those runs. Oh, let's go to a zombie run and pretend to get chased by zombies. What is wrong with people? I need a fun escape room, right? One where it, it may be a little difficult to solve, but it's you know unicorns and rainbows, not zombies. No, nothing scary. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'll check it out. Maybe it's a good. Uh, maybe it's a good birthday. You're gonna go to the zombie one? No. Oh no. gosh. Like just a a to a and escape room. There are you know. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna look for like a kid friendly one. I got ret- rhetorical whiplash there for a second when you're like, maybe I'll try it out. <laughs> oh, hilarious! Yeah. Like, <laughs> maybe I'll dive with sharks and uh, go to a zombie escape room. <laughs> yeah. I got why, why not? No. No. Uh, yeah. If you no. find one that's not scary but fun. It doesn't have to be unicorns and rainbows, but like, you know, one that's like, oh, that was a fun puzzle to try to solve. Yeah, no, I'm like a branded one. Yeah. I think, you know, it seems like there's some fun ones out there. I don't know. I think it's pretty funny that we're both talking about escape rooms being a thing when neither of us have done them. But yeah. I now know they're around. so many people who are like, oh, yeah, we did that for my birthday. Or we did that. I mean, for, it's a team building thing. It's a big. Yeah, thing. yeah. That's what I mean. The fact that there was one in Hawaii. Speaking of, hey, you could just go right there to the beach, yeah. <laughs> for instance. Like, yeah, I think that speaks to the popularity of it. Oh, apparently brands are starting to use them, not just like for movies or whatever. But in Mm. June, uh, there was one about how Snickers did a hunger bunker. (laughs) (laughs) That's just fun to say. It is. It really is. Tasks guests with selecting a new flavor, but it was an immersive escape room. Uh, Audi. Oh, my God. Wow. This is totally a thing. Now you're got. Now we're onto a thing here. Now we're into the money. Now that now I should yeah, yeah. suggest this to my editors. Um, there was a bar one. Clubhouse offers its customers immersive escape in ice cold rooms. Ooh, but oh. then had drinks. Oh, well, all right. <laughs> I'm like, that sounds, oh, drinks? Okay. I'd go to this Audi one. Man, like solve a bunch of car puzzles and hang around this car. Oh, my God. I can't believe I just fell for that. 
Our producer, Rich, says he's organized IT events, and it's the most popular activity they've done for entertainment. Oh, so, my goodness. Yep. There you go. Yep. There is no yeah, in journalism. In journalism, we don't build teams. So, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, actually, the journalists. Hi, bosses. We yeah, totally do. They're we all I put in isolation rooms and, and forced to compete with each other. Yeah. Uh, well, my other thing is going to be a little lighter. Um, it's just something I observed recently. So, you know, okay. the, the trope is elevator music is what you get when you're in an elevator or in a waiting room, right? I'm especially okay. thinking of like waiting rooms in uh, doctor's office, dentist office, eye doctor, places like that, right? You know, usually it's throughout my life, it's been the light music, the, the Muzak provided mm-hmm. music. Mm-hmm. Lately, I've noticed it's almost always classic rock. Oh, God. It's, really? it's the aging out of, of Muzak. Uh, I noticed, I think it was my barber actually where I noticed this, where it's just like, oh, okay, so this is the least offensive music now is classic rock. It's, you know, Aerosmith, The Beatles, Rolling Stones. Oh, that's how old we are. Well, because the, the baby boomers have all aged into the, like, we're the oldest people you could po- probably offend in this waiting room. <laughs> so play something we like and then everybody will be happy. We'll give you the walk this way. That's, um, it's kind of amazing. I, there must be... There must be some study that has a Venn diagram of like waiting room music to, you know, age of people visiting. Like it'd be that's not going to happen in, I don't know, the waiting room for it's just it's going to be like the doctor's office. Right. Because now we're getting old enough to have to go to the doctor more. Yeah. I don't know what I'm trying to say here. But when you know. does sync show up in the waiting room is what you're asking. Yeah, exactly. And then will we know that we have <laughs> actually hit peak doctor's age? Right. Right. <laughs> <Is that? laughs> Oh my goodness. I um I took my teenager to a concert the other day for his early birthday present and okay. it was Panic at the Disco. Uh-huh. And yeah, no. I mean, I was totally like, "Oh my god, I'm the mom at the concert." <laughs> like at least I didn't when I was growing up, my mom used to take us to wrestling events. Oh, WWE, fun. Yeah, old like, you know, WWF. Yeah, yeah. Back in the Before day. the E. Nice before the e and she would always bring a book she would always bring like a paperback and just sit there and read her book that's while my brother match. and i watched wrestling that's great and i was like is this gonna be me at panic of the day they were awesome they were actually really great but okay. their opening band um hold on i have to look at because i as literally as soon as i started talking about him i forgot the name I don't even know panic at the disco to be honest i mean I, i've heard the name that's it you're like i'm that's going with it yeah but Damn it. What is it? Oh, hold on. Crush Culture. This this opening band was so young. Conan Gray mm. is Sounds uh, like a YouTuber. <laughs> yep. Who I think he me I mean he really is. And he came out and he was sort of like he has this great hair. Uh-huh. He looks about 19 years old. Sure. He's dressed a little like Where's Waldo? Yeah. He's like rolled up <laughs> pants and white socks and like Keds on. And I mean these girls behind me just lost their mind. Like the full on screaming. Like the Beatles full screams. On screaming. Wow. Real screams. And this, the names of his songs are like Generation Y, W H Y. H Y, of course. And it's just, you know, all about like we keep uh, hearing that we're lazy and dumb and Generation Y. And then uh, huh. one called Generation Crush. X got the same thing. I think, yeah. Right. Yeah, I know. Totally. Yeah. Let's talk. Um, and then. Crush culture, mm-hmm. which is 
basically like put down Instagram and stop feeling like you have to have a crush on someone because I mean, it is it, like, that's how you know what's on the amazing. mind of the people. Listen to their music. It was amazing. I mean, I was just like, Oh, this is so great. I got a secret look at the, at the children, the world of the Behind children, the scenes. Panic at the Disco has been around for like 15 years. They're actually, they've That's been around. That's why I time. recognize the name. Cause yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was actually a pretty awesome show. I had a good nice. time. I tried not to have too good a time so I didn't embarrass the, the children, but Conan Gray, uh, just keep your eyes peeled. Everybody. He's going to be a thing in 60 years. Conan Gray will be playing in waiting we'll rooms. Be in the waiting room. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's amazing. Um, um, no, I just find it funny. But just just one last thing on the waiting room music. Yeah, I yeah. find it funny because the music was always criticized, right? Like, oh, right. it's just vapid music. And and even before music was classic, rock, they would play classical music. Like, oh, it's always chamber music, boring class. Why don't you play some rock and roll? And now it's like, guess what? Your rebellious rock and roll is now the boring music. Oh, that's so upsetting. I know. And it just fades into the background and like no one even hears it. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I, I I like want to reject this. I want there to be another reason. And yet I know in my heart that you're totally right. And I wonder like, and, and it's not like you get all, you know, there's not a lot of Led Zeppelin in these mixes, you know, at least I didn't hear it. So yeah. there may be some edges that they, they ran, they round off. But I, I, I did think that we had a cultural nadir recently when I saw that Capital One had licensed Let's Go Crazy by Prince mm. for a commercial. And I just wanted to write to them and be like, nope, no. Like, you do not need to be the brand. Like, see, it's that- to capitalize on Prince's music coming into, because he died without a will, mm-hmm. being available for licensing for crappy credit card commercials. But apparently they do get to be that. Like, Hard pass. Kind of the way Nike was able to license John Lennon. Yeah. Uh, Everyone felt the same. Like, ah, that's it. Culture's ended. Culture's ended. Yeah. Or maybe one other explanation for that music showing up in waiting rooms is that it's cool again. Mm. Just like all the TV shows from the 90s. Yeah, the TV shows from the 90s are like, I, every, like it's hilarious to watch the millennials talk about friends for me. Oh, my God. I know. So watching, this is my other thing for today, which is watching old TV shows with your kids. But actually, as we're talking, what I'm realizing is that the trend is, in fact, the 90s. Right. Like all these kids. That's interesting. Yeah. Younger than millennial, too. Like Gen Z. Like Gen Y. Like Conan Gray and my kid in Gen Z are the ones who, they're all about the 90s. And they love the look and they love the style. And they're going back to all those old shows. And I think Friends... (sighs) is the show that got them all into watching old shows. I like to make these these comparisons numerically. So these shows were all from the 10 years before these people were born, roughly speaking, right? Mm-hmm. From the decade before you were born. When I was growing up, watching shows from the 60s was pretty fascinating to me. I Love yeah. Lucy, Ozzie yeah. and Harriet, Andy Griffith Show, Gunsmoke. So there's something to that. The difference is, back then, we had to wait for Channel 11, the independent station in St. Louis, to decide to play a few of these things <laughs> when they wanted to. And we'd sit down and be like, okay, now we're going to watch The Brady Bunch. Uh, oh, stop. You could get it on VHS. Not till the mid-80s. Oh, yeah. Right. 
But I guess by the time I was Conan Gray's age, yeah, I could get it on VHS. <laughs> um, but even then, you wouldn't rent television shows. You you only had a you know a few rentals you were going to get at the at the blockbuster, right? So you weren't going to waste it on television shows. You're getting movies most of the time. I wonder if they even had them. Yeah, they did. I think they did have some, but not all the shows. Only the like the most. I remember Mash, the television show, was available on VHS, for instance. Mm. So, so this is the, I guess the point I was making is these days, there's no, like, I have to go get the VHS. It's just there. They're all there. Right. Yeah. So if they, so, right. So if their nineties fetish leads them to friends, then they suddenly discover what's super fascinating. I think, and I was saying this to some media, I was presenting to like some media executives and I was saying, oh yeah, no, as these kids get older, they really attach to brands because then they'll be like, oh, NBC made friends. What else they got? And I think that's what led us to the office. So we have now, re- we have now watched all of the friends back catalog all of the office back catalog i think my kids watch it multiple times because he just keeps whatever there's marathon and you can tell it's a thing because there's office marathons on now all the time yeah and um, so the uh brian brushwood my my friend I, I bring up brian brushwood a lot but he's one of my friends i know who has three daughters so that's gonna happen uh he watches the office with one of his daughters as he dri- is driving her to school that's the thing she watches it oh. on her on her phone and he listens because he's seen them all. And then they talk about it. Oh, my God. So cute. Yeah. Yeah. No, they're that definitely the office is a thing in the rewatching department. Um, I think we have departed the thing lane a little bit because we just started watching Community. Yeah. Well, maybe it's not all just 90s, right? It's the 90s le- or the fascination. And then it leads you to rewatch other things. Right. Because yeah. we also watched 30 Rock. Mm hmm. Which, Which Community and 30 Rock, perfect outgrowths from The Office. Yep, exactly. So we just what we're doing is just moving through time and, mm-hmm. and rewatching all these old shows. But it, you're right; it really it's like a um, it's like an anthropological study for him. He's just like, what were people like? <laughs> is oh, this what like it was this. really like back then? They were like this in the 90s, and they were like this in the early and mid 2000s. Oh my gosh! You know, I just realized that you were bringing your son that you're watching the office with to A's games as a baby mm-hmm. while the office was on the air. Yeah. Oh God. I know it's pretty bonkers. And even. I have pictures of that on my phone still. I know the one where we <laughs> pretended he was drinking a beer. Yes. <laughs> Tom used to get a box cause he had season tickets. Yeah. It was awesome. It's pretty great. Yeah. We also, we have known each other a long time. Yeah, that's true too. Mm-hmm. Well, we can the, then you can show pictures of what life was like from your phone. Yeah, I mean, like it looked like this. <laughs> you know, Scott yeah. Johnson does this with his kids with like really old shows, like Mash, for instance. He was oh, really? going back. He rewatched like seventies era Mash, like right from the beginning with his with his kids. Well, Abed on Community talks about Mash all the time, so maybe that'll be our next show. Oh, see, yeah, you you've got you got like background research now to get the reference. What is he talking mm-hmm. about? Yeah, mm-hmm. could be mm-hmm. crazy. Well, um, while Tom was texting me about Tiger Moms, and I was finding places to watch all of these old shows, I was frantically texting Tom about my just like secret side thing, which is cutting the cord. It's not even secret. It's just that <laughs> my purely personal thing. Although I did see an article today. That said that cord cutting hit an all-time high in the last quarter of 2018. I believe I'm pulling that up right now. I saw that too. And in fact, not only that, it not only hit the all-time high, but for the first time this last quarter, the number of people dropping traditional cable and satellite 
was more than the number of people subscribing to online streaming replacements. So they didn't make it up. Usually it's been like, oh, PlayStation View and Sling TV and Hulu Live and YouTube TV. They got actually more subscribers than the number of people who left cable and satellite so it's you know the unit it's just shifting it's shifting to the not it's this shifting. not this quarter this quarter so like, people just left they're like wow. nah, forget it i'm just gonna use netflix and over the air i guess so it was like the publishers previously were still getting paid that's really interesting well yeah right. i so i quit and got a tv or immediately got a tv replacement which feels a little like it is a little lame it's not really cord cutting it's like i got a different internet because sonic finally brought gigabit to my neighborhood which is awesome. That's great. Yeah. Um, But I got this cable replacement package, so I really don't feel, other than it being a little slower to work with, like I really don't feel like I cut the cord. And I was thinking last night, I'm like, this is, I mean, it's saving me money. It definitely is. But it's saving me like 40 bucks a month, not like 100 bucks a month. Sure. But it could be saving me 100 bucks a month if I could figure out how to wean myself off of needing to have these live channels available and i'm kind of curious to see how my own usage evolves and if i get to the point where i'm like actually i really don't because when i did set up my favorite channels and realized i only watch you know fx mm-hmm. hgtv and like sci-fi i was like do i really need that well and and that's the thing right i think what i say on the show court well, killers and warriors are... games <laughs> right and that's a what, big one what i say on court killers all the time is cord cutting isn't about just saving money. It can be about saving money. It's about control. It's about giving you control over your television so you can decide to save money or not. But you get to decide when right. you cancel, when when you add, what packages you're going to have. Right now, it's a little crazy, the number of services out there, and it's going to get a little crazier before it gets better. But it'll eventually shake out. And the benefit is not going to be like, oh, wait a minute, it's just cable all over. It's like, we've got national competitors. So instead of one cable company, maybe two, you're going to have six. And you instead of having to get on the phone and talk to them because they know they've got you over a barrel, you'll be able to cancel an ad online. Uh, and, and you can't, and right. not even will be able to, you can. can. And so to me, that's the biggest thing is that you can sit there and think, I wonder if I could wean myself away from this and not think, oh, but it's going to be such a pain because it's bundled. Right. You can just be like, yeah, I just go online and cancel it. I or I can understand. try a different package. And there's things like Fubo TV that are all about sports with a few Viacom channels. If you're like, yeah, I don't really care about everything. I just want my sports. Maybe that one's a little cheaper for you. It's all about shopping around and finding the package that works for you. That has been made possible. It was totally impossible before i'm loving i'm loving listening to do like your podcast right now it's so so great um but it's totally true and i actually just today so i've done two days of i'm in the free trial period for ps view and then i'm gonna tonight i'm gonna sign up for the free trial of direct tv now like i just thought wait a second i don't even have to commit to one of these right right now i'll just try them all at the same time because each one of them is just an app yeah. That I install like it really. And also the thing that really makes me happy is that $60 of my monthly payment to Comcast is not fees. Right. Or $60 of my monthly pay- payment to Comcast was fees. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Like rental stuff and a fee for the privilege of having television yeah. and a this and that. And I was like, are you freaking kidding me? Like no matter how cheap they could get my quote unquote package, they, it would still be like another 50 or 60 bucks in fees. And I was like, I'm not doing that. I'm not. I am not giving you my money for no reason. Like, that's just absurd. And so even if I ended up paying 
with all, if I subscribed to every digital freaking thing that I possibly could and I ended up paying the same or more, I would still be happy because at least everything, every dollar that I contribute is for content. And and you can decide that it's not worth it at any point and not have yep. to, and not have to like, well, I got to finish my contract or whatever. Right. Yeah. I think that's great. And yeah. people are getting upset right now because we're still in the mindset of, but I pay a thing and I get everything right. And it's like, well, not all the packages have all the channels and, no. n- and not all the stuff is av- the stuff on Netflix is not available on any of the cable replacement channels. Well, guess what? It's also not available on cable. And so some Hulu originals are not available unless you get Hulu and CBS all access is now an extension of that. People get really angry because it's called CBS. I feel like it would have been smarter to just, you know, call it like the TV stuff. Star <laughs> and then Trek people would have been subscription channel. Yeah. They should call it the yeah, Star Trek right. subscription channel. And Good wife and like, Star oh, okay, Trek fans channel. <laughs> Um, yeah, uh, but, but we're going, we have to get over the fact of like, I have to have everything all the time. Uh, yep. it's, it, I keep saying it's like books. You well, don't get all the books all the time and you don't so read much. all the same books. You just decide yep. which books you're going to read and you read them. It is really funny. Why is it so much easier for us to ignore the entire universe of books, but we have so much FOMO about TV. Actually, Rich, uh, our producer, brilliantly puts it in the Discord. That's why you need to experience Jomo uh-huh. by not watching all the cool <laughs> series. The one I, the one I have Jomo on, and will continue to have Jomo on, is is I am sorry to say, Star Trek on CBS All Access because I'm not, I'm just not going to pay for it. I'm not so paying buy for it. one show. That's absurd. Just buy it. Oh, I can do that. Yeah, just go awesome. on to iTunes or or Vudu or or someplace, and you have to wait till the season's over. You can just buy it on demand. Hold on one second. I have to hug the child. He's leaving. Ah, goodbye. Call you later. We'll miss you. Taking the dog. Hey, you know what's the thing? CD players. They're cool. Get out of here. All right, bye. 90s. Dog food above the stove. Yeah, CD players aren't a thing. Scram. Are the 90s a thing? Yes or no? Yes. Bring back overalls and suspenders. He says, bring back overalls and suspenders. I mean, from the mouths. Oh, look. Oh, look. His stepmom is here wearing overalls. I told you she's a millennial. I overshared the crap out of you on this podcast. I hope you're fine with that. Okay. All right, we're going. Okay, bye, we're team. <laughs> Live thing action being shot at you. That's amazing. <laughs> I can't. I'm seriously, the fact that his millennial stepmom came in in her overalls is maybe the greatest thing that ever happened. Because 90s. Boom! Ah, CD players and overalls. Got it's it. It's not. It's Suspenders. not often that the universe delivers so directly. I know. I but know. in this case, that was beautiful. I'll I'll take it. Yeah. Better than ah. any anything I could have ever planned. Also, we didn't totally. Uh, Rich says he can edit out the podcast plug, which I appreciate. <laughs> you Discord folks, if you go find it, you know he won't be mad. But if you could, hear he's it. such a. He's such a lazy little American child that he could only be bothered to put up a trailer so far, and it's been two weeks. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Just saying. Eventually, maybe. Uh-huh. I'll get around to it. Who knows? Uh-huh. Yeah. All right. <laughs> uh, well, and on that note. Yes, the cord-cutting adventure continues. Uh, I hope you'll keep us apprised. I wanted to tell you before we move on, though, Hulu live television actually works on your Echo show. <gasps> I know. Oh, I know. Oh, yeah. I have totally watched shows. I was watching the first while I was cooking dinner the other day on my Echo Show because it's freaking amazing. That is like the best. You guys, oh, 
this, I know it's spying on me. I know, I know the camera's probably looking at me. I know that there's like so much evil. Somebody actually like wrote back to me on Instagram and was like, I can't believe you bought that. You're the reason that I don't own this. And I was like, I don't care. It's my favorite thing that I've bought in so long. I love it. And and you can get live television on it. That's, yeah. I mean, you could just say like, play the baseball game when it's on and they'll play the baseball game. It's crazy. Wait, is that if I'm, do I need a subscription? If you add Hulu's than- live television package, it's cable what? replacement package. It also works on the show. I didn't even pick up what you were laying down. That's there. what I'm Shoot, trying to maybe tell I you. I don't want PS View after all. Free trials, just free, free trials. trials. I'm gonna get it now. Yeah. I'm gonna get that immediately. Yeah. Oh my god, this is awesome. <laughs> I love. I love. I have to say, so far, other than like, oh, it's really slow to change channels on yeah. PS View or whatever. You know. No, it's mm. it's not for channel surfing. It. I wish somebody I figured that out. It. Right. Yeah. Well, it just takes so long to boot up, but maybe it's because my TV, my Fire TV stick is like two weeks. Yeah, if you have an older one, they they yeah. they do get sluggish. Yeah. All right, but either way, I'm happy so far. Well, and shall we get to some emails then? I believe we should. I believe we should. We got an email from Sarah, which delighted me. She said I was listening to the Western Boots episode on my way yeah. to work. Tom was just saying he couldn't remember what it's called when you learn a new word and see it everywhere in reference to seeing Jeep Wranglers all over the place, reprising the topic from a previous app. And at that very moment, I pulled into the parking lot at work and lo and behold, and she sent us a picture of a silver Jeep. Silver Jeep! (laughs) Silver Jeep Wrangler. (laughs) She said, this came out of nowhere. It was quite some time before I could stop laughing long enough to get into work. That's hysterical. Fantastic. Uh, T Porter two uh, pointed out that evidently Phil Mickelson's calves are a thing now that golfers can wear shorts. Um, Phil Mickelson's oh. calves are the most improbable golf trend ever, according Amazing. to this Golf Digest story. But he did also put a picture in the Discord chat, and those calves are like glass. You could cut yourselves on Whoa. his calves. Look yeah. at the muscles. Also, why does he have those weird muscles on the inside? That's what like I was looking at. Muscles. Yeah, he's got like extra knees. What? His calves, you guys, like on the inside of his he's calves. He's got calves on his though, calves. He has two patellas attached to the insides <laughs> of his calves. <laughs> wow, I mean, I can two see Two patellas why. is the name of my <laughs> George Harrison cover band? <laughs> two patellas. Uh, that's the name of my aging parents podcast because that's all I ever talk to my parents about is their knees. <laughs> is the patella? Uh, yeah. yeah, Eileen just uh, slipped at a at a mall and and hurt her patella the other day. Oh, it's a no. thing. Patellas it's are a thing. thing. <laughs> two two patellas. Luckily, you got two. So if you hurt one, you're still okay. All right. This seems like a good time to end the show. Yes. Um, Thank you, folks, for supporting us at patreon.com slash it's a thing. There are all kinds of cool things you get there, including an ad-free version of the RSS feed that you can use in any of your podcast apps. Uh, At a certain level, you get some bonus content of us chatting before and after the show. And Mm -hmm. at the highest level, you get a shout out. So shout out to Chaz and Mike for supporting us the most that they can. Shout out. That is at it's a thing dot me slash Patreon. Patreon.com slash it's a thing. Maybe it's a thing dot me slash Patreon. I actually don't know. No, I don't um, think so, but we can make But that I don't happen. think so. Yeah. <laughs> but by the time you hear this, maybe, maybe it, it will, will be. be. Uh, but it's a thing dot me is where you can go for the back episodes and to uh, leave comments. And thank you for all that you do for our it's a thing community, friends. You're our thing. You're our thing. Bye. Bye now. Just be a
This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.